Hey, what's up? What's happening? This is On the Couch with Dr. Carmen. My name is Dr. Carmen. I'm a licensed psychologist in the state of Florida, and I see clients with all different kinds of issues. So today we're going to talk about supporting your partner who has anxiety. Um, you guys responded so well to how to support somebody with depression. I thought we would do a different version of that with anxiety because this does come up quite a lot. So basically, um, my clients have been saying that their partner tells them to just get over it. It's okay. Stop procrastinating. But a lot of stuff that really, really, really doesn't help. Not at all. Not at all. Not helpful or reinforcing this notion that your partner is the problem. Um, just, you know, get over it, like I said, or that your partner is just too much of a nervous Nelly, you know, get over it. Well, the first thing is whether you are male or female or whether you identify as male or female, both genders experience anxiety. So what to do if you're in a relationship with somebody, or maybe it's your family member who has anxiety. So I'm going to give you seven tips for this. Um, and hopefully this will help talk back at me in the messages and the comments. Um, and let me know, you know, what you think about the tips, um, which are the tips you've tried. Uh, and let me know also, you know, what didn't work for you. So tip number one, avoid trying to fix them. Okay, see the earlier comments where most of the time partners, family members kind of have this blaming language or blaming mm -hmm. attitude towards the person who can have pretty debilitating, uh, disabling anxiety or fears. Um, even if they're not specific phobias, Anxiety can be very debilitating, especially social anxiety or performance anxiety. So acknowledge that you are their partner, their lover, um, and not their therapist. So you can be there to help support them through the tough times, but it's even more important to avoid pressuring them into behaving the way you think they should behave. So when you put things additional pressure on people to act a certain way or do things a certain way, even if you think that following your advice will help them, you may cause them to feel like they failed you. And part of this whole anxiety thing is a lot of the times fear of getting it wrong or fear of messing up or looking stupid. So that additional pressure does not help. Make sense? Tip number two. So tip number two, avoid telling them why they shouldn't be afraid of something. Why are you afraid of stupid grasshopper or stupid cricket? It's, it's not a thing to be afraid of. Again, it's more of that blaming attitude that something is wrong with you attitude that really makes it hard for somebody, one, to be vulnerable with you about their fears and two, to reinforce 
this thing that I'm going to do it wrong or I'm getting it wrong or I'm disappointing you or I'm causing you a problem. So don't tell them, don't be afraid. What you should do is ask why this thing is upsetting them so much. Sometimes just talking it through can lower their anxiety. Um, it can also help them problem solve for better ways to deal with whatever the situation is. So if they are anxious about interviewing for another job, let's talk about that. You know, what is it about the interview that is making you so nervous or making you feel so afraid? Talk it through. Give them the time to talk it through. Um, not to come in, oh, see, if you just go out and do it, if you would just blah, 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 it's not going to be a big deal. Just go to the darn interview. Apply for the job and worry about the interview later. No, let's talk it through. Let's find out where you're getting caught up, where you're having problems, where you're getting too much in your head um, to get out of your anxiety mindset. Tip number three, be honest with your partner. So let's agree that we won't treat our partner like a child um, who can't cope with any kind of bad news or difficulties. Let's agree not to treat them like they have no agency, like they have no power over their situation. Just, just, don't go that route because it often messes up the dynamics of your relationship, can build resentment in your partner. It can cause your partner to feel like they're not really supportive. So they're not going to bring you any of their difficulties to talk through. What you need to do instead is be honest. So if you're coming home late, let them know so they won't imagine that you have had a bad accident and you're on your way to the hospital or if you have a large bill to pay, let them know instead of trying to hide the fact that this bill is coming up or maybe you paid the bill late and now you're incurring this really huge late fee in addition to, whoops, I forgot to pay that. I thought it was on automatic for three months. You know, we can deal with that without presenting more for that person to be worried about, especially if their anxiety is tied around financial stability or health uh, anxieties. So being honest with them about what's going on so they don't create stories about why you're behaving differently or why, you know, the bills aren't getting paid correctly. Hiding the truth overall can cause your partner to picture the worst possible scenario. Um, they go right to catastrophic thinking. You know, it's the end of the world. It's the end of our finances. It's the end of our relationship. You get the picture, right? It just makes it more of an issue than it needs to be if you had just treated them like a capable adult, able to handle things and to talk it through with you and problem solve with you. So basically be vulnerable, tell the truth, solve for X together. All right. Tip number four, understand that their idea of happiness may be different than your concept of happiness. We all have different perspectives, expectations, and different experiences that set up those 
expectations, those uh, ideals, for lack of a better word, of how life should be with a partner or how life should be at work, how life should be socially. We all bring a lot of experiences to the table, what we've observed, you know, in our parents and their relationships and so forth. So again, we may have different concepts of happiness and you know, some people find happiness in being social and doing things, going out, dancing and traveling and showing off on Instagram and Facebook or Meta. Some people find happiness in just being with their one person and doing an activity together or doing home fix up projects together. If that's your thing, it's OK. But you guys need to come to an agreement about what that is together. Now, somebody with anxiety may find happiness in a day passing without suffering from a panic attack. These small victories mean a lot to them. Or they may find happiness in the fact that they were able to do some of the basic things like go to the store or um go out and do a job that is customer service front facing where they don't really like to talk to a lot of people, especially strange people, and it makes them anxious. That will be happiness to them that they were able to do the job despite those things. Whereas for someone without it, again, you have a little bit more, well, you have a lot bit, a lot more latitude with what could make you happy, what activities you find success in and that you find calming, reassuring, and fun to do because you're not having fun if you're an anxious person and you're thrust mm -hmm. into social situations. Or even if you're a person who likes being social but doesn't like to be in the forefront, the leader and stuff. So it's not going to be happy making if you have a partner who's always roping you into things where the two of you are front and center of all the action or responsible for planning all mm -hmm. the action. Like some couples, one of them is more social and would love to have 50 million friends come over for a party. And the other one's like, yeah, maybe we could just go out to dinner once a month with two or three friends. I'm not throwing a party every week because it makes me feel more anxious and it makes me feel more on edge mm. to do those things. So let's get on the same page about what makes each of you happy. And in particular, what will um, make your anxious partner happy? Mm. Tip number five, make them feel safe. <sighs> if your partner is not feeling safe to, um, bring you some of their concerns, some of the talk through some of the things that make them anxious, um, they're not going to be very open with you about why they didn't show up for this activity or that activity or why they've been avoiding doing X, Y, Z. Um, and you had a timeline to get X, Y, Z done. They may not tell you, look, you need to do this part of the thing because I'm not good with talking to the accountant. I'm not good with talking to our neighbors about a problem or um, 
interviewing people to do the landscaping or interviewing people to do the housework or to come and be a nanny. I'm not good at those things. So please don't ask me to do those things, you know, or offering up more things I am good and comfortable with. You need to be able to reassure them that you are both in this journey together and will work through whatever is going on. Make them feel safe. Make them feel lovable. Don't make them feel like a burden or a child. Tip number six, remember that you're allowed to live your life. So just because your partner has anxiety does not mean that you can't have a life of your own. You're still allowed to meet your friends, to go to parties, to have hobbies or do something else just for you. When you leave the house without your partner, reassure them that you're going to be okay that you're going to be thinking of them and that you will soon be back home safe and sound. Um, let them know, you know, the time limits of the activity. Um, let them know that, you know, they're very much on your mind and you look forward to coming back and telling them about the event and what you did and sharing that with you and how you felt about what you did while also encouraging them to take some time for themselves as well. Whether your partner has anxiety or not, practicing self-care is important. Self-care helps to keep you physically and mentally fit and can also prevent feelings of resentment against your partner. So if you have more social needs and you don't have the social anxiety that your partner has, then use the time to get out and satisfy those social needs so you can come back and do specific things as a couple um, instead of, you know, feeling angry that they never want to go out and do the thing or they're backing out of participating in the activity um, that they said they would do with you because there are going to be too many people or they're going to feel like they can't talk to anybody. It's your friends. You get the idea. I'm just trying to make it real for you, give you some real life examples of how this plays out and how you take care of yourself and support your anxious partner. You need to remind yourself that you and your partner are more than just anxiety. Anxiety does not define either of you. So your partner is not anxiety. You're not anxiety. Your partner happens to have an anxious um, perspective. She may, she or he may have an actual anxiety disorder to be diagnosed by a psychologist or a licensed mental health counselor, but that is not all that they are. We're still functioning human beings that have to take care of ourselves. So tip number seven, ask their opinion. Your partner, partner may already know some things that you can do to help them relieve anxious feelings. Listen to them. No one knows them better than they do. And what they have to say is important. A big part of helping my clients with anxiety is helping them to educate their support system, partners, family members, friends, on how to support them, how to help them tone down their anxiety, how to help them 
feel more secure, how to help them calm down if they're having a panic attack, which can be even more isolating and anxiety provoking because you don't want to have that loss of control in front of people. And if it does, you're constantly worrying about what they thought of you when you were in that panic state. So educating your support people, your partner, your family, your friends about how to help you knock things down a notch, you know, how to help you calm the situation, mm -hmm. how to help you to feel more reassured, um, how to breathe with you, how to remind you of affirmations that you find helpful. All of those things are important, but you need to be open to hear those things from your partner instead of dismissing their anxiety condition. Um, again, because it can be very disabling, very isolating. It can cause you to feel like you're broken, like something's wrong with you. I've had clients say, I feel like I'm a mess and nobody is ever going to want to be with me. I feel like I'm a disaster. So they never share with their potential partners what their specific anxieties are and how to help them in those anxiety provoking situations. So I hope these tips were helpful for you. Um, and I hope that you'll be able to put some of these things into practice to strengthen your relationships with your partner, to strengthen your relationship with your friend, child, sister, brother, other relative that you really want to support and see be their best self. Um, so how to manage it for yourself, how to manage it for them, and also to make it so that the anxiety is not the focus of the relationship. Um, that is why we get counseling and therapy and have support groups so we can work out more of these specifics because there's no cookie cutter anxiety management plan. There's no cookie cutter panic plan. It's different for everybody. People respond differently to different things. That's what we walk through in counseling, how to change your thoughts, how to calm yourself, how to relax and do relaxed breathing, how to conquer your fears and know that it's not the end of the world if you do have a panic attack. And just because you had one this month doesn't mean that now for the rest of your life, you have to be on guard because you're going to have a panic attack. That is not what it means. It's how to manage the anxiety symptoms and the anxiety provoking situations um, that often helps with therapy. So again, these are some tips to help you better support your anxious partner or loved one. And um, if you got some value from this, please don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. And we'll see you on the next podcast.